world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So it is kind of a high holiday today, folks. And I'm not talking about the election, uh, but this blood moon that's popping up everywhere. I think you know, I think we all live under the same moon. And this is pretty significant to the to the dark side. So I bet you they're out there doing all kinds of rituals and stuff, celebrating whatever the heck's going on here. As uh, those of you who know who listen to our show regularly know that uh, uh, I believe the Luciferians are hard at work and what's going on in this country. And I believe that uh, we've said over and over that it's a battle between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And unfortunately, the church still hadn't figured it out. The church still thinks it's Republican, Democrats still, they have no idea that it's for control of the world. Seed of the serpent wants to destroy the seed of the woman. That's what vaccines are all about. That's what the, the COVID thing was all about. It's what the pandemics are all about. That's what abortion's all about. It all connects. And if we could ever open our eyes up and see the big picture and understand what's going on, maybe then we could effectively push back against the forces of darkness. I want you to get a hold of somebody right now. you got about six or seven minutes here. Scott Shoemaker is going to join us today. You say, who's Scott Shoemaker? Well, uh, when it's over, you'll say, oh, wow. Scott Shoemaker's son was uh, vaccine injured with autism. Got some video to show you of his young son 17 years ago, whenever it was, Scott. I could be wrong on the date. And uh, how he cured his son from vaccine injury. Now, you say, Coach, why are you bringing that up today? Well, number one, the, the Holy Spirit prompted me to do it. And number two, I think we're going to see more and more vaccine injuries in the days ahead like we have never, ever seen. I hear all the time people say, Coach, what do I do? My my son's taking the vaccine. My neighbor's taking it. My pastor's taking the vaccine. What do I do, coach? And I don't know if Scott Shoemaker has all the answers, but he has a remarkable story that I think you guys are going to be interested in. So before we get into that, uh, Myra, go ahead and pray us in, and then Mel, get ready to talk about the action we got going on. Uh, so Myra, you're up. Do your thing, dear. Yes. Good morning, coach. How we doing? Um, so the reading today is going to be from uh, Romans 13, 1 through 4. It is written, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. But there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God, and whosoever resists the power of God, resists. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Myron. <laughs> no worries, Coach. Thank you. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. In other words, God is above the government. Is that what you're telling me, Myra? God is above the government? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resisteth shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works. But to the evil. There's what, there's, there's what you know. We're supposed to push back against evil works because our government is not supposed to be a terror to good works. Go ahead. Yes. With thou then not be afraid of the power. Do that power? which is good. God, the power of God, not the power of government. Go, Myra. Yes. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So in other words, show up in Washington, D.C. and protest a stolen election. That is good. That's a good thing to do. That's a good thing to do, right? Okay, go ahead. For he is the minister of God, thee for good. Yeah. But if thou do that, which is evil, be afraid. 
So the evildoers should be afraid of the church. The evildoers should be afraid of Christians because Christians are to do good and evil is being done by the government. They should be afraid of us. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. For the birth, not the sore in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. I don't know how anybody can read Romans 13 and think you're constantly supposed to obey wicked government. Whoever has been telling you that, if your pastor is telling you that, get another church, all right? If your pastor is telling you to obey wicked government, get a new, get a new pastor. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you, our released anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Myra. Amen. Mel, what you got on the table for us? Liberty Action Network. Come on in. Yeah, Mr. Producer, if you could pull up the libertyactionnetwork.com. Um, the Liberty Action Network is going to be announcing a new action today. So you can see we've got a new logo sported there, which is exciting. You could go to actions and then current action. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this Sunday, world leaders are going to institute 10 commandments for climate change. Where, you might ask? At Mount <laughs> wait, Sinai. Wait, 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 this isn't a joke, right? This is something you'd see on Saturday Night Live, isn't it? A Ten Commandments of Climate Change. Ah! Ah! Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back to Romans 13. Let's obey these guys, right? Let's obey them. Go ahead, Myra. Go ahead, Mel. Yeah, it goes right along with what Myra just read. So, um, you know, the question is, will God be bought? And we know that he won't. So if you could scroll down a little bit, Spencer. Um, Craig Mickle has put together this action, and I've been helping him with it. Um, so what we're going to be doing, in the beginning, it talks about um, this event that's happening in Egypt this Sunday. It's COP27, and COP stands for the Conference of the Parties. And this is the group of nations that agreed on climate change back in 1992. And um, we know that uh, man-made climate change due to carbon dioxide is a farce. But there is really some climate change that's happening due to the solar cycles. So... Um, but anyway, we want you to join with us. You know, the um, the verse that Myra read was talking about, you know, doing action and that God will not be mocked and that, um, you know, resisting the ordinance of God. So number one thing we're asking you to do is to pray imprecatory psalms against this event this Sunday. So um, we've got them listed there. And um, if you're not familiar with what imprecatory psalms are, we give you a little bit of, of a description. And then petition God to mock those that are attending um, this event, just like Elijah did at Mount Carmel. Um, and then another action is to remote stake Mount Sinai to reclaim it for the kingdom. So if you're not familiar with remote staking, what you do is you go online and get a um, satellite map, get a picture of Mount Sinai, and then use your stakes, lay them on each corner of the picture and um, you know pray to mock those in attendance and to reclaim the land. And this just overall to pray, resist, and educate. Craig has provided some really great links here um, about the grand solar minimum, about climate change agenda. And um, so anyway, a lot of good stuff here. Craig, is there anything else that you wanted to add to this action? Nope. Thank you. Covered it, Mel. It's all right there. Just spend some time, share it, educate yourself so that you can speak appropriately to, to break down the lie of what this climate change is really about has nothing to do with carbon dioxide. They are usurping that to take power for global government. And the bad thing is, is you have interfaith uh, members of clergy involved in this. They need to be called out for what that is. Amen. Let's pray against it. It's all right there, Mel. Folks, share it. Share this with others. As many people as we can get involved with this the better it will be Sunday, November 13th. <laughs> you can't make it up, can you? We get huh? a Newton commandments of climate change. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Thanks, Mel. Is that it? That's, that's it? I want, I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you with God. Randy sent me this. Governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. Kevin Stitt. Pull that up there, Spence. Listen to this. Imagine you had a governor like this. This is the governor of Oklahoma praying. Go ahead. I come before you in the name of Jesus. 
And we just, uh, I put my faith in agreement with my brothers and sisters. Yes. And your word tells us where two or more are gathered in your name, you're in the midst of us. And so, Father, we know you're here with us right now. We know you hear us and you see us. And, Father, we just claim Oklahoma for you. Every square inch, we claim it for you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we can do nothing apart from you. And we know that we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and darkness. And, Father, we just come against that. We just lose your will over our state right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for using ordinary people to accomplish and to work through us. Thank you for choosing all of us here to be a light to our generation. I thank you for my fellow Oklahomans and our friends standing with us and helping us, Lord God, as we're all trying to be a light to this generation. We just thank you that we claim Oklahoma for you as the authority that I have as governor and the spiritual authority and the physical authority that you give me. I claim Oklahoma for you that we will be a light to our country and to the world right here from our state. And we thank you that your will is done on Tuesday. And, Father, that you will do have your way with our state, with our education system, with everything within the, uh, the, the, the walls behind me and the rooms behind me, Lord, that you will root out corruption. You'll bring the right people into this building, Father, from now on and for future generations. And we just thank you for using us. And we just, uh, we just thank you for uh, everything that you're doing in the state of Oklahoma. We just uh, bless your holy name. Thank you for my friends that are here today uh, praying with me. And we put our faith and agreement together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You don't hear that very often, do you? Hey, folks, after the election today, we go on the offensive tomorrow. We are going to legislate morality once again. We're not going to let them lie to us and tell us that you can't legislate morality as they legislate immorality. Uh, that, that, uh, that game's over. That game's Ooh. over. Uh, it is now or never. Stand up and push back and fight now or never if we're going to reclaim this nation. So God bless uh, Governor down there in Oklahoma. Thanks, Randy, for sending that. So, folks, I'm going to bring Scott Shoemaker in. I met Scott uh, a month ago, whenever it was, when we I went to uh, his glory. Uh, Dave Scarlett had an event up in uh, northern Ohio, up in Akron. And uh, Scott kind of served as the uh, as the MC, but he had an unbelievable story. I, I, I couldn't believe his story. So I'm going to shut up here a minute. And I'm going to let Scott come in here and tell us his story of his vaccine-injured son. Now, Scott, I have some videos to show. I got a video of your injured, injured son starting at the one-minute mark. Anytime you want to play that, you got got to let me know. He's got a website which we'll throw up there, which is healthfreedomohio.org. He has been in the on the front lines of this battle over vaccines and vaccine injuries and getting healed from vaccine injuries for I think he told me almost twenty years. So Scott, I'll shut up. By the way, he lives right here in Hilliard, Ohio, just east. I'm sorry, just west of Columbus. It's a suburb of, of Columbus, Ohio. And uh, Scott, thanks for getting up early this morning and joining us. Hey, Dave, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it because I'm all about raising awareness. And I know there's a lot of people out there that really have no idea what, what might be going on with their kids. And, uh, you know, I got involved in this early on, as you said. My, my son's 20 years old today. He leads a normal life. He didn't know there was any problems with him until he was 13, which is good, pretty amazing after you see what he went through in the video that uh, Dave's going to show you in a little bit. But First, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what actually happened to him and how I figured out it was uh, the vaccines that actually was what was causing his problem. But so um, I'm, I'm going to give you the Cliff's Notes version of um, how this uh, story goes. But I, I do want to put out a little disclaimer. It just basically tell you, hey, look, I'm not a doctor. If you decide to do anything that uh, I did in this, you know, please use a doctor. Please consult with somebody who's uh, uh, able to guide you through it. So, so my son was born back in, uh, 2002 and, um, you know, I have three children. He was the middle one. Um, the, uh, the, the nurse came to me in the delivery room. It was, it was really odd. She told me, she said, are you really, are you ready to give him his first vaccine? And I thought, well, you know, this is a little bit strange because I didn't remember doing this with my oldest son. They didn't, they didn't want to give him a vaccine in the delivery room. And I thought, 
well, I said, is this common, is this common practice? And she said, oh yeah, we do it now with all the kids just to protect them. And I didn't even ask what it was. And, you know, looking back, it's a little bit embarrassing because they were giving them a vaccine for something called hepatitis B, which is something that's, uh, you know, you can get through sharing drug needles or sexual intercourse. And my kid, I'm pretty sure at one day old, was not going to do that anytime <laughs> in the near future. And um, so I said, well, okay, yeah, if this is what you do with other kids. So, you know, that she gave him that vaccine. And, you know, honestly, to this day, I can honestly say this, that was the worst memory I have as a father. I knew right away something was wrong. My kid was screaming for two hours probably because he was suffering from encephalopathy, with his, which is swelling of the brain, which a lot of kids do with some of these vaccines that they get. And since they can't talk, they really can't tell you there's something wrong. So they gave him that vaccine. Um, you know, he settled down. I didn't think anything of it. Um, Josh started, uh, you know, he had very, very bad allergies when he was born. He was allergic to everything. Um, he, he had, uh, he, he couldn't eat anything, he had food allergies, he was allergic to breast milk. We finally had to put him on soy formula his first year of life. So he did have some issues, uh, coming out of the womb. And I do believe he was metal poisoned by our new home. And a lot of these people, um, that might be listening today, if you go into a new home, uh, it is toxic, you know, everything's outgassing. I went and got the top of the line carpeting, everything else that I could get because, uh, you know, I knew the guy at the carpeting store, but, um, I think all of us were antimony poisoning. That's kind of important because uh, it, it, it kind of, I, I believe this is one of the reasons why he had such a bad reaction to the vaccines that he did get. Um, so fast forward a little bit, he, he was um, meeting all of his milestones. Um, you know, we would see very, very strange things with him early on, it, like with six months old, he was, uh, you know, after his round of vaccines, he started spinning themselves. You know, they have those exercises those kids get into. He just started spinning himself and he loved it. And I thought, well, that's cute. You know, I didn't realize that spinning yourself was a symptom of autism, but, you know, everything else was, was fine. But it wasn't until about um, 15 months uh, he was taken in to get a round of vaccines. And, uh, and interestingly enough, uh, it was it was the MMR and uh, and. I think a few weeks before or after that, he had some mercury containing vaccines, but the doctor told us before he got this vaccine, he said, Hey, look, you know, a lot of kids have a problem with this and uh, you know, he may go home. He may be sick for a while. He may get a fever. Don't worry about it. It's normal. And you know, my wife who took him there at the time, she said, she said, okay, that's fine. So sure enough, he was one of those kids that had a rough time with it. I mean, a kid was in bed probably for about two weeks. I saw him very little when I came home from work. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought it was very, very odd. But, you know, this guy's a medical professional. I'm going to trust him. He said this is perfectly normal, you know, it's because that's what we do. We, we trust the medical community. And uh, so after about two weeks, he started coming around, getting out of bed. And then I realized, I'm like, this, this kid's not the same. He's not the same. You know, I would scream his name. He wouldn't turn around and look at me. And I realized, you know, he's, he can't say any of the words that he was able to say. You know, he probably had about a dozen words, mommy and daddy, just, you know, happy, smiling all the time. It wasn't him. It's, he was just kind of in his own little world. And, uh, you know, I, I still, I was in denial. And I'm not, you know, one of those people that's particularly proud of it. I guess a lot of fathers are in denial over it. But um so, you know, time went on and I realized that he was kind of slipping more and more into his own little world after that. And, uh, you know, it was later, he, I mean, it, it was also like he, he was getting very sick. He had circles under his eyes. Um, it was around uh, December one, of, of, of that one year that um, she, uh, my, my wife had taken him in to get some, uh, they took him into the doctor because he was sick. And the doctor said, hey, while he's here, um, let's go ahead and get him half of a flu shot. You can come back in two weeks for the other half. And, um, she said, Oh, sure. Now the flu shot, something I never believed in. And I was a little bit annoyed when she told me she did, but she brought him back and, and this kid completely, completely hit his lowest point. Um, there was just, just nothing from him. His face was drooping. He was drooling. And, you know, I have pictures from Christmas a few years ago. I can't even look at it. It was just so horrible. We'd set presents on his lap. He didn't know what them. He was, uh, you know, just, just before he was three years old. But it was a little bit horrifying to me. So it was at that point when, um, 
people started coming up to him saying, you know, you really should have him get, you really should get him looked at. And, uh, you know, I said, okay. I had no idea what I was getting him looked at for, but I said, yeah, there's obviously something wrong because my other kid was talking at one years old. Here's a kid that's almost three. He still can't talk. And, uh, so we took him to two independent, um, resources and both of them had diagnosed him with, um, moderate autism and he was in uh, bad shape. Well, I was really freaked out at the time because you remember this was, you know, 17, 18 years ago. I didn't know anything about autism, you know? Uh, you know, now you can walk down down through the mall and you can see kids with autism everywhere. You can pick them up <laughs> and you can diagnose them if you know anything about it. But, you know, the only thing I knew about autism was the movie Rain Man, which really isn't a good depiction of what it was. So I kind of went from you know, that denial stage, I kind of, uh, went into this guilt stage and man, I should have known there was something wrong. And from guilt, I went more into panic trying to figure out what to do. And then after about two weeks of being in the panic mode, I, I went into action and I decided, you know, if, if there's a way to get this kid back, I'm going to find it. I'm going to figure out what this is. And I went to, um, you know, I went to the bookstore, picked up some books, I got online. I was up till three o'clock in the morning, every night reading everything I could about autism and uh, still hadn't hit me yet. What exactly happened to him until I was up there reading one night and I was, I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning. I would get up, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, go to work. I was not sleeping. My, my own health was, was falling apart. I, I was just educating myself and anybody who's, who's, who's uh, going to have progress, like I'm about to show you here in a minute, that you, it's going to be a process where you need to educate yourself. It's not going to be doctors to do it alone because you live with these kids. You'll have to understand that. So I was up there reading one night and, um, you know, I have a, I have a loft and downstairs over uh, downstairs below the loft is, is a television. And I had it on, it was probably, you know, it was 11 o'clock news or, or, or later 1130 national news. I think it was 1130 national news. I heard a story on there that said that parents were thinking that, uh, mercury preservative in their vaccines might be causing autism. Well, uh, well, that's really interesting. And it perked my ears up and I ran over the rail and I realized, Hey, that's exactly when this happened. This was when he got his vaccines and I ran over to the rail. I watched the story and, you know, it was just one of those God winks that, you know, I was meant to see that story because it totally changed my life in the direction that I was going to go with him. I, I um, saw that, that there was a mercury preservative and vaccines and, and a lot of vaccines and uh, it's called thimerosal and it's 50% mercury and, and it's very, very toxic, you know? And I thought, well, that's really weird. Why would you inject something toxic into a child? So I, after watching the story, I ran over to my computer and I started typing in, I thought, you know, if, if this kid, had, if, if this kid is uh, injured and it was anything, any metals or mercury or anything else like that that caused his problems, wouldn't he exhibit symptoms of it? And after, in my research, you know, you can sit down and Google the symptoms of mercury poisoning. And that's what I did. And I was blown away because uh, the symptoms of mercury poisoning were the exact same as the symptoms of autism. Meaning like if I have a kid over here that has mercury poisoning and I have another kid over here that has, has autism, that's known to have autism. And I ask an ex expert, which one's which the expert would not be able to tell which one is which. So that was um, mind-blowing and life-changing for me. So instead of looking for behavioral interventions for this kid, I kind of changed directions, and I thought, well, all right, well, I'm going to treat him for mercury poisoning and see what happens. And I yelled downstairs to my wife, who was sitting on the couch. I said, I know what's wrong with our kid. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this. And, and I knew in my heart that I would get him back. So um, I shifted gears. I, I tried to find other parents that thought the same thing and uh, were treating their kids with uh, for metal poisoning. And I did find a small group uh, in, in the Yahoo groups, which was social media at the time. There were, you know, a handful of us. And um, these, these kids were doing amazing. And I thought, well, hey, you know what? I'm going to try it. I, I, I went out and I looked for a doctor and uh, found one that um, told me 
that, yeah, we'll prescribe what you need, but do you, does your son have any allergies? I told him, oh, yeah, he's allergic to everything. He can't eat anything. And they said, well, we're going to have to get rid of his allergies first. And, you know, I laughed. I thought, you can't get rid of allergies. Come on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the allopathic uh, track. You know, growing up, that's what I learned is, you know, everything you do, you got to go to a doctor. Well, I'm learning now that these functional medical doctors can do a lot more than what the your typical doctors of today, your allopathic doctors will do. So um, I said, well, yeah, if you can get rid of his allergies, I'm on board. And um, so two and a half months later, after some acupressure, you know, I could not believe it, but he didn't have any allergies. In fact, I was so impressed. I took my daughter to get her allergies. uh, I mean, get her allergies uh, removed and um, so my daughter's another story. I'll just jump in real quick and tell her she was six months old when I figured out what happened to my son. She was in worse shape than my son was at six months old. And we stopped vaccinating them both um, right at that time and um, treating them for mental poisoning. And immediately after treating my son for mental poisoning, you, we could see a, a clear difference. Uh, just to give you a quick example, and then we'll play the video here. Uh, after the first weekend, we, um, I, I saw such changes in him. He was afraid of his little sister. He was sitting across from her. He wouldn't even, he wouldn't go near her. But you know, I came home from work. He's sitting across from her. And he'd take the binky and pull it out of her mouth and put it back, like interacting with her. And I thought, this, is, this, this is crazy. But anyway, so we're going to play the video here in a minute. Um, when you're watching it, pay close attention to the bottom and, um, you know, you can get to this, uh, right now you can't because, uh, they keep messing with it at www.shoemaker.us. Um, pay attention to the, to the, what, what's going on at the bottom. That basically tells a lot of his stories and it, and the title screens here will tell you some of the, the, the treatments that we use. So Dave, you can go ahead and, uh, okay. Hang on a second, Scott, if you would, uh, 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 Mr. Producer, go ahead and put this in the chat. This is a Facebook link is what I got caught this off of. So uh, this is video, folks, that Scott took of his vaccine-injured son in the progression. Go ahead. So this is uh, this is the first this night. This is Joshua. The night he before is I started training him. over three years old. Today is, what's today? Today is June 2nd. And he has been diagnosed with autism. We are, we have been going through a biomedical approach with him. He has just completed allergy treatments. What'd you say? What? Really? What else? Okay, you're making me dizzy. Hey, Joshy. Joshua. 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 Come here, buddy. Joshua, come here, buddy. Are you getting tired yet? Oh, there goes the eyes roll back. There he goes. He's rolling his eyes and his head spinning around. Yeah, we like this, don't we, huh? Well, you can make yourself dizzy and you're going to fall down again. Hey, Joshua, do you want to say something for the camera? Come here. Joshua. Hey, Joshua, come here. Do you want to say something for the camera? Come here, buddy. Joshy. Joshy. Come here, Joshy. Come to Daddy. It's like I'm not even in the room sometimes. Okay, Mr. Producer, let's stop here a second. Let's let's fi- let's slide this ahead a little because it's about a nine-minute video. Let's uh, let's slide actually, a little it, bit ahead. Of- actually, you know what? Play this part right here and then slide it ahead. This is only okay, four and a half months later. Okay, four and a half months later of treating with only metal poisoning. Only metal metal poisoning. Go ahead. Okay. No, this is my camera. <laughs> this is my camera. I don't think so. My camera. No, this is mommy and daddy's camera. Mommy and daddy's camera. 
What, honey? Can you have? You want my camera? He's seen four and a half months. He's made it huge. No. It's mine. Not spinning anymore. Keeping eye contact. Making sentences after four and four and a half months of metal treatment. He's never. And then one thing that's important to note is, you know, Children's Hospital when they diagnosed him, they told me that he would need forty hours a week of behavioral interventions if he wanted to even have any type of chance at life. And um, you know, they said we have a one-year waiting list, and we have the best program in the country. And he needs help now. And I thought, well, this sounds like a horrible, horrible, horrible sales pitch. And, uh, you know, so I was, that, that's why I went up and did my own research. But, uh, and it w- really was a blessing because I don't know how much research I would have done if they, they would, didn't have that delay because I would have just trusted them. And, uh, but anyway, um, this obviously was a big factor in his recovery. Now, if you want to go ahead and skip through to probably the, the last title screen, it would be um, one year later. Well, look, let me show you something, okay? Right about, uh, right there. Yeah, right there. So, th- so this is one year, this is one year of recovery for him. Only with, only with detox and metals, right, Scott? Well, detoxing oh, metals, and uh, you know, if you watch a video fully, you can see that I also added things like um, methyl B12 uh, shots. Um, I also used treated him with natural antivirals. There's a whole long story with that that I that I talk about at some of these events, but we don't get into it here. Um, but th- it's basically you're you're detoxing the child. You're treating with antivirals, antifungals. You're basically curing his immune system. You know, everybody thinks that autism is in the brain. But there's a big gut-brain connection. Most of autism is in your gut. And, uh, you know, if you don't believe me, come on over and we'll do a couple shots. And I'll show you that there's a quick connection between your gut and your brain. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there. And um, you cure the gut. You cure the brain. You, 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 uh, you're curing the, the, the child's issues. And, uh, oh, wow. Cure um, the gut. Cure the brain. Cure the gut. Cure the brain. Wow. Go, go ahead and play that. <clears throat> Hi, what's your name? I'm Joshua. How old are you? I'm four years old. I'm four years old. <laughs> Do you know how to go in the potty yet? Uh, yeah, uh, no. No? <laughs> yes, you do. Do you wear big boy underwear? I wear... <laughs> I wear cool cars underwear. Cool cars? I love that. I do too. Can I wear cool cars underwear too? Uh, no. No. <laughs> do you go to school? I go to school by Miss Wake. Is that your teacher's name? Uh, Miss Wake. What's your other teacher's name? Uh, Mrs. Awari. Mrs. Awari. What about the other teacher? Don't you have one more? How about uh, Mrs. Seaman? Yeah. Hey. What? Turn the movie. And you're a, a pig. And you're a body. And you're a poo poo. And you're a body. And you're a pee pee. And you're a body. And you're a pee pee. And you're a And you're a poo poo. He's he's 20 years old today, and he's in college. He's he drives. He's got a girlfriend. He's um, you know just a, a, an average kid, and um, you know he dodged a bullet with this. And you know, speaking of bullets, this isn't the you know what I did isn't the magic bullet that uh, is going to treat all kids. But um, you know, it's it's something to look at, especially if um, you know you did to have your child in a toxic environment before he got vaccinated. I think what happened with my son was that he was so toxic from all the, all the chemicals and outgassing of the things in our, in our new home when he was injected with something more poisonous, his body's resources like glutathione and things that your body creates to, to, to pull these things out was, was, you know, being consumed by these other, uh, by these other things that he was in his body. So the, the, 
mercury and aluminum things that were in his vaccines, you know, went and settled in the soft tissues of his organs and his brain. Now, so Scott, of- no, no doc, no doctor told you to detox. You didn't go to any doctor that said that this could be treated through detox. No, nobody. As a matter of fact, doctors warned me against it. They told me that I should not do this because it is not an acceptable form of treatment for autism. And, you know, insurance wouldn't cover it. Um, they did start covering it after I was able to clearly show he was metal poisoning by his urine and stool tests that we were doing. And, um, you know, testing for this is is really not good at all. A lot of people ask me about that. But um, you you won't find it in... in you won't find metals in the urine or stool unless you provoke them to come out with some type of chelating agent. And, and you know, one on one, I'll just show you what we did here. People always asking what this stuff was. You know, what it was was uh, this. I had it happened to have some here. It was, it's a two part cream that we use. There's oral chelation. There's transdermal chelation, which is what I used. This is this is what you, you you put on him. It was like every I don't know eight hours at first. For three days and then we go 11 days off and then start the whole process again it'd be a cycle and uh, we eventually shortened it with half doses and um went every you know three days on and four days off so we did that for a few years and uh you know i videotaped the progress hoping that you know it would help other parents if it worked i mean i i, I knew in my heart that it was going to work you know my thought process with this dave was was really really simple if you're taking and you're injecting something with a ch- into a child and he exhibits the symptoms of being poisoned by it, you know, why wouldn't you treat him for it? You know, and, um, and that's where I was. And, and you know, like I said, it, this may not be the issue for, for every single child out there, but it, 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 there is a big, um, I, I mean, is a big factor in a lot of kids. And uh, there's a couple movies out there that, if you're interested more in this, you should watch. There's, it's one of them is Vaxed, V-A-X-X-E-D, and um, Vaxed Two, and highly recommend to watch that. Watching those, if you have any doubt that there's there's anything else, there's also one more called 1986: The Act, and it talks about the corruption and the pharmaceutical uh, agencies, the government, and the CDC. You know. Okay, so let me ask you real quick, Scott, because of where we are with the COVID and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yep. Do you think, just your general opinion, is this something people need to re- consider in regards to vaccine injury from COVID? Would you suggest a detox like this? No, because it's a, there's a different mechanism in the uh, COVID vaccines. Right now, the, the problem with the COVID vaccines are the spike proteins that, that people are getting. And there's a different way to detox uh, from those. And, and Judy Mikovits could talk more about that. That's uh, like sermon and that type of thing. Um, it's, it's not really the same. What, what, what happened years ago, they took, um, they, when there was a concern, this is an interesting story. So back in early 2000s, parents raised this, uh, the issue that possibly mercury was causing problems in kids. And the, and the government at the time was, uh, all four talking about this. And there was actually a meeting scheduled for, um, it was September 13th, 2001. And all these agencies were going to get together with these parents and they were going to talk about it. Well, you know what happened two days before was 9-11. And that meeting never happened. And after mm-hmm. 9-11, you know, it's like when history history can change the, the, the course of ch- children's lives. It did that day. Amen. And a lot of people don't even realize that, but I think maybe something might have been done back then if it wasn't the distraction of 9-11. Scott, let's get let's get our peanut gallery involved here. I know they got some some questions for you. Uh, Dr. Paul Goslin's one of the good guys. He's on your side. Uh, come on in, Doc. So you know you should know that um, I run a practice. It's a PMA. It's a ministry, and I do. I'm an agent, and what I do is I transition people from conventional medicine to exactly what you're talking about. And what you're saying is absolutely true. I do nothing but detox and um, it's fascinating, but what you're talking about is actually affecting every one of us to some degree. And that's why all this stuff like zeolite and, uh, and all these detox protocols, and it's all coming to the forefront. So everybody with this Lyme's picture or this chronic fatigue picture, this fibromyalgia, that is the key. But the actual key is you've got to take responsibility for your own health. Um, 
and, and you cannot rely on medicine. And like you said, insurance wouldn't pay for it, right? Well, that's the scheme, isn't it? It's big drugs, it's big insurance, it's big money, and it's all ending very, very soon here. Scott, you did something that, that was a spiritual thing you did, Scott, and you were guided right down that route. I have no doubt, I see it every day. And in the pits where I run in, in Maine, Okay, it's the worst state, and I guarantee you it's going to change here. So the medical establishment, Scott, the medical establishment, Paul, they are against these holistic treatments, right? And the doctors really don't know what to do other than just what somebody above them has programmed down to them. Uh, Scott, where did you get reinforcement that you were on the right track? Was there some doctor, somebody came along and said, you're doing the right thing, Scott, keep after it? You know, interesting. I got reinforcement from um, the, the the first weekend of treatment. Um, you saw the difference he made in just four and a half months. But, you know, I think the, one of the biggest things was, you know, my sister-in-law is a doctor and um, she didn't like the idea of me doing this. She didn't tell me that, but my brother had told me that she didn't like it and I was going to go ahead and do it the other way. As, as you know, the doctor was saying here, you know, I did felt spiritually guided. I did feel that things were put in my path, things that I needed to do. I did feel like I had to videotape this to help other parents, that type of thing. But it was the gains that I saw, Dave, that, that, were, that were the biggest things. You know, I thought, I'm doing something right. He was going downhill until the very exact day where I started treating him. And I saw him shooting back up very, very rapidly, very, very quickly. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it was just important for me to continue on at that point. Craig, come on in. Well, I kind of see it, seeing I'm glad your son's all right. But I also see it as the enemy knows the word of God better than we do, God's people. Because the Lord warned of the mixing the iron with the miry clay. Hmm. And that, that mercury is one hell of a thing to be putting in some vaccine for, for only one reason. And that's to destroy God's creations. Boy, Thank you for your Craig. struggle and your testimony. Thank Amen. you. You know, I tell people, you know, it, it, it's interesting if you want to put it in perspective for people to, to, to think about it. You know, you ask them, hey, would you ever inject your child with lead? They would say, no, I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. Why would I ever do something like that? Well, they don't realize that mercury is like the second most toxic thing you can put in your body behind plutonium. And, uh, you know, you tell them that and, and I don't know. It's like, well, it's a medical product. It must be okay. It must be okay to inject poison into people. And, uh, you know, a lot of people says it's okay. Right. My doctor says it's okay. My doctor suggests it. Right. Yeah. And and one thing that I would, I I do think that's important here, you know, a lot of the news media and everything else tries to turn this around and make it another issue to say, okay, these people are just anti-vaccine. Now I've been in this for 17 years. I can tell you that most of the people that I know that don't vaccinate used to vaccinate. And the reason they don't is because they have these injured children. And when you do have these injured children and you try to talk about it, you are swept under the rug. People treat you differently. People act like you're crazy. You know, they gaslight you. That is your life. That's been my life for 17 years until I just, you know, I'll pull out the video and say, here you go, check it out. Now, the interesting thing, a lot of doctors, uh, not like Dr. Paul, but a lot of doctors have looked, watched this video, shake their head and they'll say, Scott, it's really interesting. Obviously you did something great. But, you know, how can you prove it's what the, it's it's using the processes that you did to um, get your son back? You know, how do you know it's not the behavioral interventions that wow. uh, you used? And, 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 what the, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll tell them, I said, you know what, here's the thing. Uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. But he's not had one day of behavioral interventions. And uh, <laughs> their minds are blown. They walk away. They don't want anything to do with me. I mean, I always feel that, you know, in order to teach the mind you have to heal it first so and that's all that's good point doing so throwing these behavioral interventions is just a is is kind of like putting a band-aid on a bigger problem amen julie come on julie come in into me i'm sorry to jump in there but the enemy always brings in doubt right amen amen um julie come on in then janine okay another thought too um a less severity thought, kids with learning disabilities or kids with um, dyslexia. 
could that be part of the vaccine? Wow, great question, Julie. Absolutely. Dyslexia, bipolar disorder, those are all just shadow symptoms of, of, of autism. As wow. a matter of fact, there's a there's a website. It's 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 uh, a, a, a scientist that I know. It's IPAC Knowledge. It's I I P A K, and uh, you spell out the word knowledge. He, these uh, guys are public funded. They did a uh, study on a number of different issues that kids are dealing with, and um, there's actually some graphs there that shows the, the results of their study. And they showed that the instance of ADHD, what, what, let me tell you exactly what they did. So what they did is they went to another doctor, Dr. Paul, who's up, I believe in uh, Oregon, and they went to his practice. Now he allowed patients to vaccinate or not vaccinate based on what they wanted. He also had his own special schedule. So they followed these, his medical records through um, the, the first several years of these children's lives. And they looked at the number of visits of the kids, you know, why they showed up, the reasons that they were showing up for the visits. And they took that data and they um, extrapolated it. And they, they're probably, I think, I want to say three, three to 6,000 kids from two different practices. And they saw that things like incidents of, uh, incidents of things like ADHD, ADHD was non-existent in unvaccinated kids. Another thing that was high was um, allergies. Allergies is a vaccine injury in, in, in a lot of kids. And let me just explain really quick. When you're injecting something into a child like, um, like uh, aluminum hydroxide, it is meant to hyperstimulate the immune system. So the, when your immune system's hyperstimulated with this, with this aluminum hydroxide, it looks at what else is, it, it's supposed to look to see what else is in the system that could be causing this. And it's supposed to look at the, um, it's supposed to look at the other ingredients in the vaccine and say, okay, you know, it's this, it, this is the virus that's causing this, and it's going to tag it. And anytime it sees it, it's going to attack and fight that virus. Well, what's happening is it also looks at other things that are foreign in your system. So, say a ch- child eats peanuts or something else, and is injected with mercury. I'm sorry, injected with uh, aluminum hydroxide. Immune system gets hyperstimulated. It tags the peanuts. Says, okay, it's probably these peanuts causing it. Now that kid has an allergy, he can go out and he has a, a potentially life-threatening peanut allergy now because he got a vaccine that, you know, is supposed to protect them for something that yeah. was wiped out years ago. So it's wow, really wow, wow. And, you know, Scott, I, I spent my career as a special education teacher. I wish I'd known all this back then because all of these things, my, 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 my folks, to think that these would be some form of vaccine injury, autism, ADHD, uh, on and on and on. We would never look at that, would we? Janine, come on in. Um, Craig, you said that um, your, your child was vaccinated when he was born. Um, my question, though, is he, you said you had to detox him with, um, from the allergies that he had. And a lot of allergies when a child, I think, is born, a lot of things come from the mother. My question yep. is... When you detoxed him from those allergies, did with that cream and that, did you also use that on yourself and your wife? Um, you- well, but we didn't use the cream to detox the allergies, and that's only for that's only for uh, metal poisoning. The allergies we, uh, we got rid of with something called with acupressure. And, okay. Did- um, did you also use some of that um, cream for to think that you and your wife or the rest of your family needed to be detoxed as well? No, no. I, I, I do agree with Dr. Paul, though. I think all of us do need to detox in some way. There, there are several ways to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's just cleaning up your food and, um, you know, your, your diet and getting rid of the toxic stuff you're putting in you, you know, clean up your water. There's a lot of simple things that you can do. You know, some of these cleaning products and things that pregnant and pregnant mothers are around. I mean, that's the first thing we did is we got rid of everything toxic in our house. We went steam cleaned all of our carpets several times using nothing but water, just sucking out everything that, that could be causing any issues. So, so, you know, doing that, you know, your body can catch up a lot of times and, and move it out. There's also a genetic component with this um, that people want to say there's an autism gene. Well, I think that autism gene is more of a less, Hey, you know, does your body detox or not? It's not so much the autism that's, that's in a gene. It's actually 
the ability to get rid of some of the stuff that we put into our systems on knowing. Okay, Scott, so let me, let me, let me stop you right there, Scott. So somebody out there listening to us right now, their, their child's dealing with a lot of things we just mentioned, ADHD, having trouble in school, they're dyslexic. Got it. Uh, what do you, what do you suggest they do, Scott? Well, you know, it's interesting because there are a lot of different things um, that can cause some of these product problems. Um, the first thing I would suggest to do is clean up their environment. There's um, special diets uh, that uh, is the first thing I would tell parents to try. And one of them is gluten and casein-free diets. And it's the easiest thing to do. Um, you have to completely remove gluten from the from the system. And it could take, you know, anywhere from two, two, two weeks to a few months in some cases to get rid of it, could get entirely out of your system. Dr. Paul might be able to talk more about that, but some kids can, can recover alone just by changing their diet. And, uh, you know, I've seen this, I've worked with several parents over the years and, you know, they, they can, you know, take gluten out of their diet. All of a sudden they don't have any issues anymore, but you know, they have one little speck of gluten gets in their, in their, into their system and it just all fires right back up. So it, a lot of this gluten-free stuff that you see, um, you know, it's very, very serious. And I, I, I think a lot of it, a lot of that stems from uh, the glyphosate and uh, Roundup and things that we're spraying all over our food. And I think it's causing a lot of the problems in, in kids as well. So it's not just vaccine. There's a lot of other things that uh, are, are factors here. Amen. Uh, uh, Joe Allen, come on in. Hey, listen, I want to explain something. When I'm not looking at the camera, I'm looking up here. My monitor is up here. I don't want you to think I'm daydreaming. Okay, I'm looking at my monitor up here. Go ahead, Joe. My wife's taking care of her child for the past eight years now. Is bed bound, can't speak, vaccine injured. By saying that, when did the Georgia guy's sons go up? And when we start having trouble with pharmacia mm. at the same time. And then devil's working in many different ways, Joe, for sure. Jack, come on in. Yeah, there, there's so many fundamentals at work here. Um, the vaccines are, um, and the detox from the vaccines are, um, are a side issue, basically. We, <laughs> I can show you that the that the the medical system is so entrenched in their own thought process that they cannot relate to anything other than that, and they dismiss it even when it's in front of them, undeniably proven, directly in front of them with witnesses. They walk away. I can give yeah, you an example. Like after example, they're like taking the vaccine and wearing masks, right? Same thing over and over. They have a mindset okay, the, that they will not the, break. Right. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, Dr. Paul and the guest will, will, will immediately respond. Um, my daughter has had, my youngest daughter has had three open heart surgeries. Okay. Heart out on the table three times. She's had one pain med after surgery in the ICU one time. I did all the rest of her pain management with essential oils in my hands. I brought her heart back into rhythm faster than their electronics. And she was out of there. The whole At one point, on one of those events, every kid on the floor had RSV. My daughter didn't. We got her out of there. And the doctors, the entire cardiology team, the, the pediatric cardiology team, was in there watching what I was doing, nodding in approval, but never acknowledging beyond that room what was going on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's unbelievable. Come on in, John Collison, then Clay. Hey, thanks, Coach. Hey, uh, I got a question. I've got, I, as you know, um, I've got a 31-year-old autistic child that we created way back when. Um, well, detoxing at least, I don't know if, uh, I guess I'm not looking for a, the cure-all, but um, will the detox at least help him get more clarity? Obviously, with autism, there's a lot of uh, uh, fogginess, and they don't, they can't concentrate. You can't give him any more than one instruction at a time, even at 31 years old, or he pretty much shuts down. You know, John, that's a that's a really good question, and here's what I found over the years. I mean, I've helped hundreds of parents, and I like to hear back from them to let, let let me know how their kids are doing after I do. I mean, I just get them started with resources and that type of thing, and and um, you know. Um, what I found is the younger that you get a child, 
the, the better the chance they have to come to recover, you know, completely hundred percent, you know, and the older that they get, depending on what their problems are. I mean, if it is a metals issue and they're having a problem with getting rid of some of these toxic metals, um, it could be an issue where they're accumulating more and more over the years and they're, they're just not getting rid of them. So, you know, using something like detox would take a very, very, very long time if you can even do it at all. I, and I'm not going to tell you that it's not possible because I do know people into their teens who started detoxing that, that had recovered considerably. Uh, one thing you might, might want to look into if he's got the fogginess and, and this is something I did for myself actually. And um, there's, you can get uh, like a methyl B12 nasal spray and um, you know, it, 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 it fixes the disconnect between the front and the back of the mind. You know, if you hook it, they, they did a study at uh, UCLA it actually wasn't a study, but um, when you have ADHD and brain fog, fogginess and you hook yourself up to a EEG, the wavelengths in the front of your head will go like this. And the wavelengths in the back of your head are like this. And because there's that disconnect, they're supposed to be in sync. Now, if you take this methyl B12 nasal spray and you're a responder like I was, it changed my life, by the way. I recovered myself from ADD or it's ADHD. I was having all types of problems when I was going through uh, recovering my own kid. Um, it, it, it was life-changing to me. It was like I had this clarity of spidey senses, that type of thing. I think that might help your your kid. And if uh, you have any questions about where to get it, you can we, I can connect with you through Dave offline. All right. Thank, thank you. Good. Good question. Uh, Clay, come on in. And Paul, it's quite disturbing to me to to think about all of us and how much we could have been injured in the, in our lifetimes, and and the generations prior to us from these vaccinations and medical treatments and such, and and uh, we just need to make sure that we teach our children and grandchildren all that we can about this information so that we don't continue to destroy the human race through these things. Hey, Michelle. Michelle, I need to detox. That's why I can't fix anything. That's why I can't put anything away. I just need to detox. Huh? That make her happy. Brian, let's, uh, Paul and then Brian Cunningham. Go, Paul. Coach, I don't know, but if you still could bring up the uh, Masonic Creed, I huh. think I think this would be most appropriate for people to understand. This has been going on for many a century, guys. If you read it, this is their plan. This is the ramblings of a madman called Rockefeller and Rockefeller Medicine. If you, that is so profound what this guy is saying, and it's true. And by the way, McCarthy is a star. He has a hard time telling you, but the use of essential oils is exactly what this man Scott is talking about. These are your natural antibiotics. You've got to keep your gut straight, guys. Anyway, it's a hard process. Um, God bless you guys. Brian, hey, Coach, let me just throw one quick thing. Um, it's not just detox. As Scott was saying, you when you detox, you have to rebuild. And the rebuild process, the, the longer it's gone on, the more difficult it is. So it's a huge rebuild. You have to basically reconstruct a person. It's, it's intense. Brian. Brian. Hey, Coach, I can wait for after the show. We're, we're okay. Okay, cool. Okay, Scott, we've got a couple minutes here. Then we, we have an after show, Scott. Final thoughts. Uh, how would they contact you? Would they get more information? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, you got, got about two minutes, Scott. Um, <clears throat> well, there's lots of places to get in, information up online. It, it's, it's just it's hard to find resources because I can tell you this. A lot of times uh, this this stuff is is being censored. But if you if you do look for... Uh, I'm trying to think the sites off the top of my head. I know there's some Facebook groups out there that um, hope and healing for autism. That's one of them. Um, Fight autism and win. There's, there's, there's a lot of one. I'm not sure which ones are up and which ones are down. These are continuously taken down. It's like pharma's doesn't want you to know that you can, you know, do, do healing without their products. And if you can do healing without your products, then, and, and you have a good reason why it's working, then it's showing that um, they're part of the problem. So mm. A lot of this is is censored, and Folks, we have a big problem. Just think how, think how we've been lied to during this whole COVID thing, right? Those guys, the doctors, the medical they didn't even seem to know how to work their way through this this whole uh, pandemic, this whole vaccine, the 
the medical system is programmed to go a certain way. And as Paul was saying, all came down from the Rockefellers. That's my that's my tinfoil hat stuff. But that really is the truth of it. And don't ever forget this. See to the serpent, see to the woman, folks. This is the battle. There's a group out there who are designed to advance the kingdom of the devil to destroy the seed of the woman. That's the battle. That's what we're facing. It's in pharmacology. It's in food. It's in pesticides. It's in air. I couldn't believe yesterday. I was outside. Beautiful, beautiful sky. And what did I see? Chemtrails galore. Kim Trails galore, right? Folks, we got to wake up and make a connection. Scott, hang in there with us. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for joining us. And uh, folks, if you have any uh, any questions at all, just email me or contact me some way, and I'll, I'll connect you with Scott. Thanks for being with us, Scott. God bless you, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.